Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz is out. Funchy's in. What do you got, Funch? All right, guys. Got a little, a lot of LeBron and Suns news. First of all, today oh, is the 20, 20th anniversary of LeBron's first appearance on ESPN. Mm-hmm. A 17-year-old LeBron played his first nationally televised game with seats selling over for over $100. People were selling seats at the door. Yep. Diggy V was at yeah. that game. Yeah, awesome. And they, he played against Carmelo's Oak Hill Academy. Yeah. Still remember like, like it was yesterday. Also tonight, for the 20th anniversary of this matchup, their sons will be facing off with each other. At Sierra Canyon That's tonight. right. Yeah, yes. they're playing at Sierra Canyon at 8.30 on ESPN2. You can watch that game. My guy John Schriffen and Jay Billis will be doing that game with Paul Biancardi and Malika, I believe, will be on the sideline for that game. So. Oh my God, Wait, that- hold on a second. Hold on. Slow this down for me a second. You're telling me that tonight LeBron James's son... Well, Bronny and Bryce are mm-hmm. playing against Carmelo's son, Kion. And who does Carmelo's kid play for? Christ, Christ, King, the, uh, Christ, Christ the King. Christ the King in, in New York, York, which is obviously a very famous school. Right. And then and then LeBron's two boys are on the same team? At Sierra Canyon. Bryce, I believe, is a freshman now, yeah. And do they do they play together on the floor at the same time? I mean, is that like a common occurrence? Is, would it be a big deal if they got on the floor at the same time because one's only a young kid? Uh, I don't know if they've played in a game together. I don't know the answer. Right, but to they're that. both on the same varsity high school basketball Correct. team, mm-hmm. taking on Carmelo's kid from New York. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh man, that may be something I might want to watch. And it's twenty years to the day where when Carmelo and, and LeBron, LeBron played against each other, each other in high school. Right. Yeah. So it's Damn. ESPN two tonight, eight thirty, Captain. Also, shout oh, out to, to Bryce James for signing an NIL deal today with surprise, surprise, Clutch Sports. Yeah. No. No, fifteen-year-old yeah, Bryce son? James. Yes, he got an NIL deal with his with the agency that his dad owns. Yeah, Come surprise, on. surprise. God, I wish LeBron was my dad. He would never Seriously. want to be your dad, though. I know, but but just work with me here for a second. Wouldn't it be great if LeBron were your dad? Like, Dad, I want yes. an NIL deal. He'd be like, Okay, I'll get you one. Hold on one second, mm-hmm. yo, man. Uh, he's ready. Like a commercial, like a TV commercial. He ready? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, all right, real quick, Cappy, before yeah. I get to Baker, the touchdown maker. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question about the Lakers. Do you still think they need to make a deal? Because you were kind of adamant against it because there's a report today, Sham Sharania, reporting today that the Lakers have inquired about Boyan Bogdanovich, who lit them up yesterday for the Detroit Pistons. And there's also talk about Evan Fournier and Cam Reddish. I don't think they should do the latter deal, but I would do it for Boyan, um, depending on what the price tag is. Yeah, well, let's let's find out what the price tag is. Did I hear that you have to give up one of these first round picks? Yeah, one hundred percent. You have to give up one for, Bo- on, for Bogdanovich. That guy's really good, dude. I know he's, but he's thirty three. Okay. You know, I, I'm listen. I'm not here to tell you that I've watched every detail of his career. And that I, he's an I old would hope that the next time they play Detroit, you're ready to talk Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, listen, I'm ready to talk Boyan Bogdanovich right now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. Is it nice to have a guy who can average 21 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.4 assists per game? Yeah. By the way, that's off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't have to look You're this stuff up. You're not looking that up. No. I don't even know. No, I forget. I wouldn't even know where to look. This yeah. is off the top of my head, yeah. man. Yeah. Listen, is he a nice player? Yeah, he's a nice player. 
Is he tough? I think so. He is tough. Could, could they could they use somebody like him? Yeah. Sure they could. Mm-hmm. Do I want to give up a first-round pick for that guy now? Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm very happy with where the Lakers are, and I don't want to make any moves. Let, I'm on the side of You're no still moves. on this thing where you don't make a move? There's no way you're going to do anything this year if you don't make a move. And what do we expect them to do this year? Make the playoffs, make a run. Okay, let's look at the West. You just talked about, you literally just said in the last segment that the New Orleans Pelicans are in first place. It's like, it's not daunting. This is this is precisely why I'm not making a move. You're not making a move because you don't think it's daunting enough. Like that's I, exactly why you make the move. I'm making I'm not making a move because I am now 20 some odd games into my season. Uh-huh. I'm 20 some odd games into this coach. Mm-hmm. I'm loving what's happening with Anthony Davis. And you know what? This team's just getting started. We now we got to we got to start moving pieces out, bring in new pieces. We got to start Wait, from the beginning. This, I'm happy with where we are. This, I mean <laughs> You got guys in this roster that don't fit don't, or aren't playing well. Like if you can move off those guys, and you have to give up a first round pick, you do it. Especially, look, if you told me, if you told me that it's Kendrick Nunn and Pat Beverly in a first round pick for Boyan Bogdanovich, yeah, he's thirty three. But you know what? I, I don't care. Like you, you got you got a much better chance of doing something in the postseason tournament. If you have Boyan Bogdanovich on your team as opposed to those other two guys. Okay. I'm, I'm not willing to uh, to say that that's wrong. Uh, I'm just willing to say to you that I don't think he changes what you might be. And he's also I, a free agent. Like, it's just a rental, basically. Right. And then you've given up one of those assets that you want for the future. And I, I just don't want to part with, with those picks unless I'm going to get somebody that I really think is impactful. George, I'm just he saying He is this. impactful, though. Look, uh, all I'm saying is this. 26 games into the season. We're getting the best AD we've ever seen. We're getting the best attitude out of Brody that we've ever seen. And we've got a bunch of guys that are learning how to play together under a first-time head coach. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving up yet. And I don't think Bogdanovich makes you that much better. Uh, Okay, let me look at the West right now. I think Bogdanovich makes you better. Who's ahead of them right now? Minnesota makes you better than Minnesota. Utah for sure. Uh, so that automatically already puts you in the top 10, okay? Uh, I think, does it make you better than Dallas? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I'm not, I mean, Luka's incredible, but the rest of that team is like, mm. um, Portland? Yeah, I think they'd be better than Portland. I They'd be better than Sacramento. So all of a sudden now I've got them maybe borderline 6-7 seed. Do you know that in 10 games from right now, they might be better than Dallas, they might be better than Minnesota, they might be better than Utah, they might be better than Portland. Ten games. Well, considering the next ten games are against Boston, Denver, Washington, Phoenix, and Sacramento, those for the next five at least, um, they would have to go probably, if I had to guess, at least three and two, probably yeah. four and one in those games. I'd say three and two. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, but there's some teams on there, you know. And then they I, go back on the road again. If I if I would have said to you, I think the Lakers could beat Boston a week ago, you'd be like, what? Are you crazy? But now... After seeing them beat Milwaukee, you're like, yeah, they're home. They're healthy. They're playing pretty decent ball. They're just coming off of a pretty good road trip. Yeah, they can beat Boston at home. Yes. Impossible? No. But you start winning against some quality teams. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think they're beating Boston. Oh, no chance, huh? So I, know about no, I mean, on a 1 of 82, I'm not going no chance. That's absurd. Come on, they but, just beat Milwaukee on the road. Why can't they beat Boston at home? Because Boston just lost a, a game to the Golden State Warriors that they're probably not thrilled about on Saturday, and they'll have plenty of rest coming into this game. 
Okay. Um, and the Lakers just came off a long-ass road trip? It's all right. They're sleeping in their own beds. They're eating their own food. They're getting their massages from their own massage guys who are here. I don't listen. I'm just coming up with stuff. There's the Lakers can beat the Celtics tomorrow night. So the Lakers at the moment have the fifth toughest schedule remaining in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now the only advantage they have is that like twenty some out of those I believe are coming off back to backs against the Clippers first. Something ridiculous like that. That's their only advantage in that regard. All I'm saying is I'm still on the side of don't make a move yet. Better win, bro. I mean, this is coming up soon. December 15th is this week. You can start moving, dudes. Just because you can doesn't mean you have to. I get it, but bro, you're going to have... like they're, if Look, if you're good wasting this kind of year from AD and another year of LeBron, I mean, that's cool. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying I'm cool wasting it. I'm just asking you this. What would it take to get them to be real championship contenders? That's all. If you're telling me that Bogdanovich is the guy... I just th- I look at the West, nothing is daunting. So if you make a move for Bogdanovich and then you make another move where you get rid of Russ and, and the other Stop. pick. Stop, come on. I bet you with this Russ thing, dude. Why are you doing this to my guy? I mean, uh, come on. This is Brody, I can dude. get two guys. For two that, guys. Two quality guys for two that guys. price. Let me ask you this. Yes. You make a trade, you get Bogdanovich, you give up two guys, and you give up a draft pick. Then you go make another trade, you get rid of Russ. And you get you two guys the, back. Yeah, and then you get, the, and you get rid of the next draft pick. Okay, and then then you're kind of stuck now because now you got nothing left to ever make a move beyond this year. Right, but it depends on who the guy is you're you're trading for. I mean, you may. I mean, I don't know if they'd sign Bogdanovich to a long term extension because of his age, but I mean, they'd at least have a chance at it. They'd have his bird rights. They can do it. They can go over the cap for him. Things of that nature. Um, and the same thing for whoever they trade for Russ. It's the same concept. So whatever moves they make this year, this is probably the core of your team. For the, for the remainder of LeBron's Laker career? Probably, yeah. I mean, no, not necessarily, because you could always trade guys. Like, it's not that, like, you're not bound to anyone. We see in the NBA all the time guys get traded. All I'm saying is I want to get to the end of this year with Brody, tell him, tell him good luck and have a nice life, okay. and take that $47 million and move it elsewhere and still have those two picks. Okay, that's fine. That's my philosophy. I'm, I'm not doing that. That's not a, I, I, not a prudent philosophy in my estimation. Well, we're going to see which one the Lakers go with, because if you're right, which is they can start moving guys December 15th, are they are they ready to do that? Well, I mean, it takes two to tango, right? Like, you need to wait for the other teams to be ready, too. So, But I would say, like, you got, you know, everybody's doing, Woj already talked about this on TV. Everybody's doing their calls. Hey, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Oh, here's what I need. Here's what I need. Oh, okay, here's what I got. What do you think? Hmm, I don't know. Let me get back to you. I got to talk to so-and-so. Well, we'll say this about Russell Westbrook. Um, before this year... I don't think he was a tradable player. You can tell me all about contracts and when his contract's over and the end of the year and, and how teams can get rid of him thereafter. I'm just saying he was perceived as a bad locker room guy. And I think that Brody has completely changed the way people look at him. So I think if you're going to move him, you're, you're actually going to likely have a chance to do it because early this year, no one would touch him. Now that he's proven to be a team guy, maybe somebody would. Yeah, I think that's why you move them, because I think somebody might now. Um, All right, coming up next, could the Dodgers be making a move, or are they thinking for something and waiting for something larger and bigger? We'll get to that, plus Baker, the touchdown maker, all coming up, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, oh. I should you when I bit off more than I could chew. You like Sinatra? Yeah, who doesn't like him? Shit, I know. Who doesn't like him? I don't know, man. I love I I I love Frank Sinatra. I don't know I why. I love. I mean, I'm a, he's he's good. He's too, uh, little, he's too early for me, but like you know, I like it. I don't love it. I mean, I like it. There was a, a time. Day. There was a time in my life. I don't know why I was really into karaoke. And Sinatra was a really good karaoke song. Why not now in your song. life? I'm what? just curious. Why not now, though? <laughs> Lord, now this... makes more sense. Closer in age, you know. Yeah, I do. I feel you. But uh, I don't know why I was. I was uh, iconoclastic, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Does anybody know what that means? Did I use it properly? I didn't hear what you said. Forget it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Iconic classic, something like that. Iconoclast? Is yes. that what you're trying to say? That's right. Oh. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's not big what I word. heard, but big okay. word. Yeah. Really big word. Right there. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh I was I was into karaoke at one time in my life and doing Sinatra songs were easy, I think. Hmm. And this one, this one this one might have been the best. You really get the crowd going with this one. I did it my way. Cappy, no. <laughs> For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. God, I don't know how I know these words. This is so good. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. That's pretty damn good, George. Why'd you do that at the end, though? I don't know. I just sort of put my own little you know, spin on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My way. Mm-hmm. What the? <laughs> what the? I'll edit myself. What the? What just happened here? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I went very Sinatra on everybody. It did. You did. There's no doubt. I don't so know how I knew those words. Priceless. I mean, listen. You know, you just were uh, you were channeling your uh, your inner Frank. Yep. Uh, sometimes we get possessed, and uh, that's what happened. And it yeah. was working for you for a second, and then all of a sudden it stopped working. Yeah. It's kind of like Baker Mayfield early in his career, but now it's worked out all right for him, at least most recently. Baker, the touchdown maker, touchdown. By the Los way, Los Angeles. How how funny are we in our text chat? I I'm literally like saying I want Baker to be good because I want Lindsay to just be miserable about oh, it. Dude. Like. You guys are so mean. She was so, like, not hearing it either. She was so mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you are a Browns fan, that she is. Yeah. And this guy, you thought he was going to be the savior, mm-hmm. number one overall pick. Yeah. 
And he had he he teased you that one year. Yeah, he had one good year. He teased you. Yeah. And then the following year, dude gets hurt, and rather than saying, "Hey, I'm hurt," and like seventy percent of me, Baker Mayfield. It's probably not as good as 100% of that guy over there, Case Keenum, right? because he just kept playing through it, and nobody on that franchise, nobody in that coaching staff had the guts to say to him, hey, we need to sit you down. They're like, no, he's our starter. If he can play, he can play. Yeah. And then just, you know, all hell broke loose, and right. they decided to go get Sean Watson, give up on this guy. Mm-hmm. Tell you right now, George, I think Baker Mayfield is the, is the quarterback of the future of the Rams. I don't know about that. I mean... I'm not summarily dismissing that, but I, I do think that at the very least, at the very, very, like the bottom of the barrel situation, I feel like he has secured at the very least a roster spot on this team. If not, you know, depending on how he plays moving forward here, which I'm assuming he's going to play moving forward, he may potentially be out of the Rams' price range, depending on what happens. I think that uh, Baker Mayfield would be a very, very smart guy to be talking to his agent now about signing a deal with the Rams for a year or two, short-term, get your whole reputation you know, figured out, mm-hmm. get your on-the-field game figured out, do it with, with Sean McVay, you might either have yourself a long-term deal with the Rams, or maybe you'll find yourself another starting job somewhere else, but... If I were Baker Mayfield and you told me I could play for the Rams, oh, I'd rather play LA, for McVay. But I'm for McVay. I'm biased. <laughs> Done. You know? Like McVay took Jared Goff, and this was the argument I was taking. I was making with Lindsay, and she's like, "Ah, yep, yep. You're just you can sell whatever you want. It's not going to happen." Um, and look at them laughing over there. <laughs> that voice Great impersonation. Like, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yeah. Thought I was talking to Lindsay. Yeah. You can sell whatever you want. It's not going to happen. Um, but she was like, "I was like, yo, he made Goff was like people thought he was a bust. Like I remember Marcellus Wiley." Shout out to Marcellus Wiley, wherever you're at. Um, saying, like, Jared Goff's a bust. This dude, that dude played in the NFL. That dude, literally, he, that dude, played in the NFL and said Jared Goff's a bust. And McVay turned him into a guy who went to the Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm but, like, yo, I mean, why can't he do that with Baker? Listen, Sean McVay took a first-round draft choice in Jared Goff, yeah. provided him with a really good running game and a very creative offense, and together, they played in a Super Bowl and got destroyed by by New England. By the way, just as we're talking about all this, are you watching what's happening on Monday Night Football? Did Kyler Murray note? get hurt with non-contact injury? Kyler Murray's running down the field. He's doing his thing. And all of a sudden, he pulls up. Nobody's around him. He just stops. He doesn't go into a slide to protect himself. He just stops. It looked to me, I'm just watching on television, like he popped an Achilles or something. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked really, really bad. I'm looking at it now. Hold on. I'm watching the video. Yeah, you're seeing it? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. He's at the 40. He's going to go down. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the the left leg. Something was up with the left leg. Right. It's not looking good. And they had to golf cart him off. Yeah. So we are uh, two minutes and eight seconds into Monday Night Football, and Kyler Murray is gone on a golf cart, and Colt McCoy comes in and takes over for Arizona, which, by the way, was a game I really, really wasn't planning on watching that much of, but it's on right now, so I have it on. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will get me to that high school basketball game tonight. Get me all the way there. Yep. That Kyler Murray did not look good, man. Yeah, no, it looked terrible, actually. You see Russell Wilson yesterday get, get face-planted? Oh, he's, and- he's bell rung for sure. Dude. 
I mean, you, you remember earlier in the season when Tua had that situation, and everybody's like, how could you put him back out there? I and mean, Russell Wilson yesterday. Yeah. That was one of those moments you're like, what the hell, man? Like He went face first right into the turf, came up, big old thing of sod on the side of his helmet, but it was his eyes that yeah. were rolling around in the back of his head. Yeah, and then he walked off the field. That was different than Tua because he walked off on his own mm-hmm. power, so that was a little different. But, yeah, it's, it's listen, man, this sport, it's rough. There's no question about it, and that's putting it nicely at yes. the very least. This sport can be very, very, very dangerous. But, um, well, you were we were talking about Baker though. Yeah, I think ba- look, I I like Baker as a reclamation project. I think it's very low risk, is what I would say. I would think that you could sign Baker Mayfield right now, yeah. for really small numbers, and you could sell him on, dude. This isn't Cleveland. This isn't Charlotte, North Carolina. You had all those TV commercials when you were the number one overall pick and the Heisman Trophy winner, and all that stuff dried up. You know why? Because you stunk. Correct. And and also, people think you're a jerk. So here's what you can do. You can rehab your reputation, and you could be doing it with a coach that's already been to the Super Bowl twice in his short career, and you could be doing it on a team that needs to accelerate getting good again, and with a real starting quarterback, they might, I'm saying, assuming Stafford retires, Everything Baker Mayfield could want right here with the Rams, if he's good. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm willing to roll the dice on him. I don't think there's any doubt that I think rolling the dice on him makes all the sense in the world. Super low risk. And you give yourself insurance for Matthew Stafford uh, at the very least. And, you know, we don't know if Matthew Stafford is going to come back. I mean, his wife had some pretty strong words a couple weeks ago about um, his health situation and her worry about the future in general because the sport is so dangerous. So he should not come back. Matthew Stafford should retire. I I, I wouldn't be against that if, for him. And you know he's he's taken a lot of injuries, like head injuries, back injuries. Those are all very serious things. So the other thing is he checked the box last year. Everything that hey, you won. Yeah, every won goal, already. every goal you had was go to another team, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you he did, did it. He did it. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. Uh, speaking of going to another team, Dansby Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. linked to the Dodgers. So mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson, do you know anything about him? Uh, he plays shortstop in Major League Baseball. It's correct. He does for the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, he's arguably the best defensive shortstop in the game. I mean, he's in the conversation at least. And he's got some pop in his bat, 25 home runs the last couple years. And here's the thing, and we can dive into this further after Radio Tinder, because we're going to have a short segment here. But there is a method to the madness, just kind of like how you were explaining with Baker Mayfield, like you were doing the, uh, I guess, less need impersonation to Baker's agent, right? Where it's like, this isn't Carolina, this isn't Cleveland. Here in LA, there is a method to the madness. And do you know what that method is when it comes to their front office? Do you have an answer here? I mean, I I do. Yeah, I I do. Oh, this is not rhetorical? No, no. Tell me the method to the madness. The method to the madness is they don't, or they rarely give out long-term deals. And if you're Carlos Correa or Trey Turner, which you know you and I knew was never coming back anyway, but not, nonetheless, those guys want the 10-year, 8-9, 10 10-year deal, right? They've done it with Mookie, right? They, they basically, they've done it with Mookie, right? They, I mean, Freddie Freeman is a longish-term deal, but it's not Mookie Betts' long-term deal, you know what I mean? Uh, they don't give a lot of long-term deals. And because of that, they're very prudent about that. They didn't do it to Manny Machado. They did it with Mookie, and there was someone else they didn't do it with. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, and I can't remember right now. Nonetheless. I don't recall how long Freddie Freeman's deal was. Do you? I want to say Freddie Freeman was like a hundred and something million dollars. I'm trying to remember what. Yeah, I don't remember the number of years. Uh, 160 Six sounds years. about right. Six years, yeah, 162. Six. Okay, there you go. There yep. you go. So, it, But it, it's long, but not like 
eight to ten right. or twelve. It's, you listen, know, it's, it's not the eleven-year contract. No, of course, that the Padres. Right. You know, just, just gave, gave to Xander Bogarts. Right. Now they got thirty-seven shortstops on the team. He's a thirty-year-old guy. And, and and by the way, we got to talk about your gutty little Padres and what they've been doing this offseason. Yeah, you can talk about them all day long, man. I mean, these guys—they're not messing around. I don't yeah. know where all this oh, money came from. Look at your little bravado. Yeah, little bravado was... from the gutty little Padres. I don't know. The gutty little Padres are now spending like the Dodgers and the Yankees oh. and the Mets and the Phillies. I mean, but I don't know where it's come from. Let me get back to the Dodgers method to the madness because I think that I think Dancy Swansman, uh, Dancy Swansman, Dancy Swanson's a very very nice player. I Dan like him very much. Swanson is a very nice player, and he's more cost-effective, is what I would say, in that regard, based on the way they like to do business. And I also think there is a whale on the horizon. Not the whales that were jumping out of the ocean with you in that picture that one day, but similar, maybe a little larger, maybe like a, not an orca, maybe like a blue whale, something bigger. Well, there's also one other thing that you haven't mentioned, um, and, and I know you haven't gotten into all the detail. There's also a financial situation the Dodgers are thinking about. Okay, that's what I was going to get to. Oh, really? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. You're positive we're talking about the same thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. See? Interesting. But we got to do it after Radio Tinder. All right, let's do it. Okay, we'll do it after Radio Tinder. We'll get back to the Dodgers. And a record in Southern California, also after Radio Tinder. Stick around, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, you can follow me at um, M underscore Funch. M underscore Funch. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Um, so First I saw of this. all, how are you, Funchy? You good. okay? Man? I'm good, man. It's a long time since I've seen you guys or I just know, even talked to you guys. I know. You know? I this Laker you, season. Yeah. This Laker season is just killing me right now. Um, so um, I saw the story before the weekend happened, and I was going to send it in our thread, but I'm glad I saved it for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. Uh, made big, some big news over the weekend with a quinceanera. $100,000 quinceanera for his dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, his dog? His dog. Mm-hmm. Not a human person, a dog. Well, it's, Way to go, tell you something. A, a dog getting to 15 is a huge accomplishment. Yes, it's a yeah. chi. It's a chi. It's, they, they do it. Yeah, no. yeah. So he invited over 300 guests and also had a band, a DJ, and dancers everywhere. Yeah. There's also a Build-A-Bear station as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> my kids love a Build-A-Bear. So, uh, w- you know, with this in mind, are you a type of person to throw a, your pet a party? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Come on, man. No, swipe left. Um, I don't have a pet currently. We loved our pets. 
Uh, we had dachshunds for a while. We used to put the little sweaters on them when it was cold when we lived in the Northeast. Um, but uh, uh-huh. that's about it. Like, we wouldn't go any further. You know, maybe we'd get, like, on their birthdays, we'd get, like, a little, little treat for them or Aww. something. A little doggy cake or something. That's but that's it. Like, I, you know, I'm not throwing a $100,000 quinceanera for my dog. No, I didn't throw a $100,000 bat mitzvah for my daughter. Right. She's a human being. Right. You know? Um, but I will say one thing, George. What, what is that one thing? I'm going to say one thing to you. Mm-hmm. My three children who are all college-age kids, they're all home now for the holidays. Mm-hmm. My youngest, uh, she surprised me and actually came home yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said to her last night, I said, so what's the thing you missed most about being away? And her answer was, without pause, without hesitation, her answer was, I miss Jack. Yep. Jack's the dog. <laughs> I'm like, Aww. wait a second. Aww. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that you're away at college, you're kind of calling me, oh, I'm homesick, I want to come home, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I ask you is, what do you miss most about home? The dog. These kids are consumed with the dog. Yeah. They love this freaking dog. Yeah. They're lovable. I swear to God, um, the only conversation me and my wife ever have during the day is, like, how are the dogs at home? Well, when you only Aww. have dogs, I used to do that, too, all the time. Like, the dogs yeah. behave. Do they break anything? Yeah, you right? know, there's any accidents in the house or yeah. anything. You but know. then that'll eventually shift to when you have children, or if you have children, it'll end up being like, how's the kid? Did he break yeah. anything? Did he poop? Did he do this? <laughs> Did she do that? Right. Same, pretty much the same questions. Right. Very similar, especially yeah. early on. So, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, man, this dog, though, I, I've been putting a sweater on him recently, George, because he's... It's chilly out there. It's cold, so I got him an ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. Aww. Actually, I didn't. Rachel did. Oh. She I thought Rachel a, didn't like it because he bit her in the tuchus. That's true, but lately, I think she's been warming up to him. Oh. And so she was like, he, it's cold. He needs a jacket. So she bought him a nice sweater, makes mm-hmm. him look smart. Yeah. And then she bought him another one. It's an ugly Christmas sweater. So mm. Okay. All right. What's next, Funchy? All right, guys. You know who Jake Deneman is? Um, no. He is a former NFL player who's doing those type of TikTok videos where they give inside information about their job and what really goes on between the lines in the NFL oh, game okay. and stuff like that. Jake who? Jake Dineman. I'm, pro- I'm probably butchering his name or whatever, but yeah, that's what it looks like. It's, you How know, do you spell, spell it? Uh, T-H-I-E-N-E-M-A-N. Jeez, man. <laughs> um, well, according to, in his latest clips, he talks about the average salary for an NFL water boy. Now, according to Jake, NFL water boys can make at least $53,000 per year, just depending on, you know, depending on their experience or whatnot. Now, going back to when you guys were young men in your teens and your 20s, could a young Sedano or Cap make it as an NFL water boy? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Swiping left. I could not make it as an NFL water boy. Could not do it. Couldn't do that. Couldn't be that guy. Um, because the whole time, I'd be wanting to be a player. I'd want to be the head coach. I just couldn't handle the water boy role. I'm being honest about this right now. I am. I couldn't do it. So I had a friend who, I want to say early college years, was worked on the equipment staff for the Miami Dolphins. And at that time, there was a, I mean, it was a part-time job. Like, you know, you got paid hourly. Like, there was no salary. So that must be a recent phenomenon. Uh because I don't recall ever that ever being the case when he worked there, and he worked there for a few years. So, but fifty three grand, I guess for a kid, like if you're a young, yeah, like kid, your teens and your early twenties, yeah, that's that, really that's, good. That's decent money. Uh, yeah, in that stage of my life, I would absolutely. Do you're that. around the game right now. The water boys. It's not really the water boys. It's more the equipment guys. Yeah. The equipment guys are everybody's best friends. Yeah, because everybody needs stuff. Yeah. So the equipment guys, they're great at getting you the stuff you need. You know, you need a jersey, a helmet, 
You know, you need ball hat caps and T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. equipment guys are the guys. Yeah. But not the water boy. I mean, water boy's probably part of the staff, is my guess, the equipment staff. If I had to guess on game days, they just have, that's part of their responsibility. Because I remember my buddy used to also have, like, part of his job was making sure that the water bottles and Gatorade bottles were filled, too. So, I think it's just, they're part of the equipment staff. Bad, yeah, I, guess. I don't. I don't regret not becoming a water boy, Funchy. You know what I do regret, though? What's that? Not becoming a coach. Ooh. Should have gone into coaching right away. I think you would have made a good coach, Cap. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I would run through a brick wall for you. You, yeah. Yeah. you, you hearing this? Yeah. You hearing this, Georgie? Yeah. That's why he loves Fungie. Yeah. All right, guys. My I'm last a motivator, Funch. Yes, I know you are, man. Yeah. I'd run through I mean, a brick the wall. I mean, the Lakers. He wants the Lakers to send him to that. What is that series that they do with the speakers? The TED Talk. Yeah, like that kind of TED Talky thing they do. Yeah. He wants Will Smith be, and everything. He wants yeah. to be invited. <laughs> right. I mean, I just want everybody to. First, I'm going to explain to everybody. Hey, I know nobody knows who the hell I am, but here's why I'm here today. Yeah. And then when I'm done, they're going to be like, "Dude, we didn't know who you were. We still don't know who you are. But you may have been the best guy we've ever had. Yeah. But, but who are you? Right. But who the hell are you? Yeah. All right, guys. My last one. Yeah. I, I hosted a little dinner party with some family and close oh, friends the other night. Nice. Very nice. At my house. I really never host dinner parties at all, and but it might end up being my last one I ever host. Oh, why? What happened? Um. Well, I mean, the wifey pretty much assured me I was going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting. Right. But here I am, you know, waking up at 8 o'clock yeah. for the party that starts at 6. I'm yeah. moving around the tables, you know, buying, going out to buy and stuff. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff to buy. Making sure yeah. that everyone has drinking food. Right, also dude. cleaning the house just Cost so everyone else can dirty it up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you like hosting parties. Swipe, swipe left or swipe right to Donna. Um, like... I don't know, like in the summertime, like a lot of my daughter's friends and their parents will come by and we'll just order food or maybe we'll have some stuff and we'll have some drinks while the kids are in the pool or whatever. But um, it happens occasionally, uh, you know, back, you know, a couple, you know, Trudell and the kids used to come by every once in a while. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's hosting a dinner party, though. That's just having like people over. Though. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I got a dinner party. dinner party. Like, I don't know. Like we used to do it during Christmas. So I used to do a... Bef- we used to do like Christmas Eve when I wasn't working as many NBA games. I was also working on Christmas, but I'd usually leave the morning of. And we'd do that. And most of it was for wayward folks who like didn't have like a place to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've done that a couple times. It is a little stressful because you got to make sure you get all this stuff and everybody's doing their thing. But I, I don't dislike it, I would say. I would say that I'm going to swipe left. I don't want to host any dinner parties. I like being a guest at dinner parties. I just don't want to host the dinner party. And let me tell you guys why. Friday night, last week, I was at a dinner party. And these people who hosted this dinner party, let me tell you something. They put on quite a show. They had these beautiful appetizers. They brought a chef into their house, and he had a person working with, with him. This guy's cooking everything right there at the house. Right? They, we sit down at the table. The chef comes by. He's like, let me explain what this first uh, dish is. It's a salad, blah, blah, blah. Most of us were eating it. We're like, ugh. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> then then the guy brings out the main course and he starts to tell us it's this, it's this, it's this sirloin, it's this loin. We deboned it, blah, blah, blah. Right. We're all sitting there eating it. Everybody's like, mm, this is delicious. All the guys are looking at the women's plates like, are you done with that? Because there really wasn't that much. So we get done eating that course. Then the guy brings over dessert. It's this flourless cake. Da da da. Oh, it's great. We get done. My one friend says, I'm ordering burritos. What do you guys want? (laughs) So now, in come the burrito delivery, and the wife who's hosting the party 
is very insulted. Oh, boy. Very insulted. How could you guys order this food after we just had this amazing dinner? We're like, oh, no, you don't get it. It's fine. The dinner was fantastic, but it was like an appetizer. So now we're, we're going to pound on quesadillas and drink tequila. Now, Cap, was it like a few hours after the dinner no, was served? Like five minutes. Yeah, oh, like- God. It was, it, was, it was, I'd say, within 90 minutes from the oh. time dessert was done. Okay, here's the thing, though, Cap. Like, you got to know your people. Sedano mm-hmm. is really big on that, right? So for me, I know what type of friends I'm going to have. So I kind of know what kind of food I'm going to have. Like, yes, if I want to have like a fancier party. But if I know my friends are like, they going to eat. I can't serve them like little 15 tiny meal courses. Like, Well, the courses you know were perfect I mean? apparently for the ladies that were all there. They didn't have any of the, the quesadillas that, sh- that showed up afterwards. But the guys were like, oh my God, who ordered the quesadillas? This is the smartest thing I've ever heard. It was awesome. Mm. We talked her off the ledge. I do have to say something though real quick. Have you been back to a dinner party at her house? This happened last Friday night. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, that was on, yeah. Because I remember we are trying to plan something and you couldn't do it because of that. Correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So one thing really quick that I was telling Funchy, so I hosted an ugly sweater party. I don't think we will ever host anything else in my apartment because I'm still cleaning up the tinsel thing oh. from the sweaters that fell off. I vacuumed. <laughs> I literally vacuumed my floor over 17 times. We're now counting and we still find the stupid tinsels from people's sweaters. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I love to host, but it's so much work. And I'm going to call Clint out because he won one of the little ugly sweaters. And he's the only one that left a little trophy at my place. <laughs> I was like, bro, you know how much work I put to get those things done? And you left it? Like, if you didn't want it, you could have told me. I could have tossed it on the side. I was like, I feel offended. That's right, Yates. Yeah, Yates. Come on. What happened there, handsome man, community, whatever? He, got, he won the classy but ugly sweater. Mm. Okay. It suits him, you know? All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530 adjacent. Coming up next, Cappy, you and I are going to dive back into Dansby Swanson. Could be a Dodger target. And what I actually think the Dodgers are really trying to do. Okay? this all The Swanson stuff is nice, but people are wondering, what's going on with the Dodgers? Everybody's spending money, including your gutty little Padres. The Dodgers have something in mind. And not enough people are talking about this. You and I, though, have sniffed around this. That's the hint. All right? We'll get back to the show in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love Yacht Rock. It's okay. When I'm driving down the road and I turn on music, which is pretty rare, but when I do, Yacht Rock is the channel I like. 
on Sirius. Not me, bro. We go for BPM in my car. BPM? Yeah. Okay, I don't know what that is, but sounds good. I figured. What is BPM? It's the EDM channel. Oh, really? What is the B part of it, then? Beats per minute. And what's the EDM part? Electric dance music? Oh. Yeah, I mean, listen, it explains... I tell you I like Yacht Rock. The more you know, Cap. Right, well, but, you know, listen, I'm a Yacht Rock guy. How would I know EDM, BPM? Well, I'm just saying, like, it's the more you know, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is, Cappy. I mean, you don't need to know BPM. No, I like Yacht Rock. But beats per minute is like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, like a DJ thing, you know? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Didn't we get a uh, message from somebody on Twitter over the weekend? Was there a big EDM show at the Coliseum yeah, that we I talked about going about to? Yeah, about it. Your boy right. dead me out. Yeah, and so what happened? Did, did anybody go? <laughs> well, I couldn't go um, because, what was I doing? Oh, I, I couldn't go. Because I was going to take my daughter, Aria, because she loves EDM, Aww. but you had to be 18 or over uh, for the concert. So then I was like, I'm not going to go by myself. It was myself. Cascade and Dead Mouse. Yeah, it was, yeah I know. But we call him Dead, Dead, Dead Mouse. We call him Dead Meow 5. Who's Dead Cappy Mouse? Never heard of Dead Mouse. <laughs> we gave Cappy, I told Cappy, what is that person's name one time? <laughs> Dead Meow. And he called him Dead, Dead Meow. Meow. Dead Meow. Five. Dead Meow. The lights went out. Did you guys see that? Like the They did. Yeah. They lost power for a second. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, during the concert, some people left thinking that somebody in the community said they left. Yeah. They thought that the concert was the over. Concert was over there was another one at the la historic park that i got tickets to and i was like it's too cold man yeah it's pretty cold out there for those festivals right now i did take um i did take young mateo to the ucla basketball game this weekend that looked warm i saw that that looked nice and warm and cozy inside yeah i took him to poly pavilion uh we had pizza i saw that it looks like uh, mateo likes to fold his pizza well it was uh it was foldable uh so Mm -hmm. i showed him to fold it Mm -hmm, uh, and that worked out well and he uh, then said he had a pizza sandwich. Who was UCLA playing on Saturday? They were playing Denver, which is why it was a noon game, and um, so against not a great opponent. So I figured if you know that's the that's the game to take him. It's noon, not a great opponent. Probably leave early, which we did because they're up by thirty basically with six or seven minutes to go. Um, and I didn't know if he'd last the whole game. Uh, he was fine. He liked it. He loved the band. He didn't love like the stuff in between with all the uh, pomp and circumstance with the. Uh, uh, the piped-in noise, the T-shirt toss, that stuff. Yeah, he's a little kid, so he's you like, like yeah, that, it's too huh? loud. It's too loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, um, did you but buy those tickets? Did you, you buy tickets to the UCLA game? Yeah, with like forty something bucks, like forty bucks a piece. Wow, you are a you are a buyer of tickets. You are a bad radio man. Why? Who cares? I mean, I would never buy tickets. You, I, we know that. Yeah, we know. I know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm okay going like, all right, forty bucks for some tickets to go see a basketball game. All right, let's go. Hmm. Well, I mean, when you have four kids and three of them are in college, maybe it's a little different. Maybe. I mean, what did you want me to do? Text, call, Martin, make a call. Text yeah, you make Martin a you, Jarman you make say, a call. Hey, can you get me tickets. Right. You know, you don't have to say, "Hey, can you get me tickets?" You be like, "Hey, listen, I was thinking about bringing my son to the game this afternoon. Are tickets available?" And then he's like, "Yeah, tickets are available. Don't even worry about it. I'll hook you up. I'll leave you. I'll I'll, I'll no, text him to you right I'm now." I'm not that person. Well, why not? I'm not. I'm not like that. Fresco. Okay. Well, I am. Colo. Or colo. Yeah, like Laura. Fresco said. y colo. Colo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I did text him that I would go to the I was going to the game, but it was already after I had purchased the tickets. Oh well, okay. There you go. 
See, I'm not looking for a hand-me-down, Cappy. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When you go to Disneyland, do you not take advantage of the opportunity that you have right, afforded to you as a Disney employee? Right, but that's also part of being a Disney mm-hmm. employee. I'm not. Right. There are no rights to being given tickets just because I work in sports radio. 100%. But if you have some relationships, like I know you have, pretty easy to come but by. I don't want to call people to bother them for tickets. Yeah. It's well, different. I guess. I mean, like, when I went to that USC-Cal game, if you would have said to me, hey, you got to buy tickets for $100 each to go see USA, USC play Cal, and you're sitting up in the stands, I'd be like, nah, I'll watch on TV. But you said you were invited by the athletic director. That's I was. different. Yes, I was. But which that's by- not you, I mean, which you might do, but that's not you calling him and saying, hey, I want to go to the game. Can you give me yeah. some tickets? No, but if, I, but if I needed something, I would say, hey, can I get a couple tickets for this game? And if he would say, yes, sure, no problem, then when he needs something from me, he calls me. Hey, King. It's the way the world works. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I, do. I mean, I don't mind helping people, but I don't like bothering people. Well, I really was happy, just as a side note, for my man Mike Bone, the USC athletic director. Did you happen to see Caleb Williams, um, his speech after he won the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, I saw it. He, I like the part where he mentioned to the other guys that uh, they'll all be in the college football playoff, uh, yeah. even though he has the Heisman. I thought that right. was a funny line. It was a good line. He said, you can't win them all. Yeah. But it was nice to hear him give uh, Boney a shout-out. I mean, you always shout-out your coach and your old line and your teammates. But it was nice to hear the athletic director get a little a little bit of love. Yeah. Very classy move. I, I, I want to get further into that, but I want to finish the Dodgers real yeah, quick. Go ahead, so, go ahead. Dansby Swanson, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at 150 maybe for him, you know, but here's the thing. You know what the Dodgers are really eyeing, right? I mean, it seems fairly obvious, doesn't it? Well, if we're both thinking the same thing, I think we probably could figure out what they'd want to do. Could be this year, or maybe it is at the end of the year. Yeah, I think if we're thinking the same I, thing. I think next year they're going to go after Shohei Otani. That's what's going to happen. Otani's not re-signing with the Angels, it seems like. Okay, so is and that that's your... a guy that you spend 10 years on. Right, but is that is that your thought process on this is why the Dodgers have yet to make a move so yeah, far? Yeah, I also think that they are, um, while they've been on spending sprees in theory recently, I think that they try to be, for you know, as much as you can be as a big market club, somewhat fiscally responsible. Yeah, but there's one other little thing. And then there's the tax implications. Yeah, and there's one other storyline. What's There's that? one other little storyline. And by the way, let me tell you something. I'd love to take credit for this and tell you how smart I am and tell you that I, I analyzed this and I came up with this on my own. Or I'd love to tell you that I made a bunch of calls and somebody with some real insider information gave me this little, little nugget. But that's not really the case. So what happened? Where'd you read it? I didn't read it. A friend of mine told it to me, and he's a baseball insider type. And I said, aren't you surprised that the Padres or the, the Braves, or I mean, the Braves made a trade today, but the Mets, uh, you know, just, just the way money is being spent, the Yankees, obviously, and the Dodgers haven't done anything yet. He said, the Dodgers aren't doing anything yet because the Dodgers have to figure out about the hundred-plus million dollars they committed to a player whose name will go unsaid on these airwaves, at least by me. Well, at least one more year's worth. And, and they've got to figure out what they're on the hook for. Right. For a guy who can't do anything for them. But they were on the hook for it anyway last year, and they spent on Freddie Freeman. I understand. But his whole point was, and this is, again, this is not somebody's but opinion. But that was a two-year deal, too, so it's only one more year. All I'm saying is is yeah. that they need to know what, what the, number the future is, is yeah. Yeah. of this person. Sure, I get it. And how much money they may be on the hook for. Right, I get that. That Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I thought, well, geez, I hadn't even thought of that. But that seems to make a whole lot of sense. Well, but that also rolls into the what I just said that they they you know for a big market club they at least 
try to be somewhat fiscally responsible. Which, by well, the way, it goes back to the, the way they like to give out contracts. They like to do short-term stuff, which is why they were in on Verlander. Um, and because they're okay giving you a two-year deal. They just don't want to give you, you know, they don't want to give the DeGrom deal, right? Five, six years or whatever it is to a guy who's pitched as much as Verlander since 2018, except Verlander missed the last two, basically, before this one uh, with an arm injury. Prior to that, he made every start. I hate all these long-term contracts. I don't like it for I mean, Bryce I, Harper. I, 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 I love it. I, I mean, don't like it for Trey Turner. I don't like it for Fernando Tatis. Why don't you like it for those Xander guys? They're the ones making money. I, no, no. What I don't like is that it, philosophically, if I were a team, I would never want to commit to a guy for 11 okay, years. Let's do it this way. Which Sam way? Pines yeah. at this station comes to you and says, Scott, we want to do a 10-year deal right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and and you know it, and the money is something that you'd be happy with, right? Like you know what the money would be. You're gonna you're not gonna do a ten year deal if they're willing to do it. No, no, you're asking me to be the player, right? And in the player's world, it's a great deal, of course. In the but you're a the, player, you don't cru- but you crush a lot, okay? But in organ, but I'm just saying, like these all these guys that are eleven years, twelve years, they're gonna be forty one when right. the contract is up. Yeah, I think to myself, good for the player, get the money, get as much as you can. But organizationally, you better hope that in the first four or five years of that contract, it all works out, because I would bet you by the second five years, production's going to tail off a lot. Yeah, that's probably the case, but I think what's happening is these people are baking in the fact that the prices are going to keep going up. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that the contract that you sign now may not look as bad on paper as it does at the moment. I'll give you a perfect example from a real-world business perspective, Okay. And actually, Let's hear what you got. I'll hear what you got. I'll do it on the other side, okay, uh-huh. after what you need to know, because I, we're going to run against the clock here, and I don't want to do that, and I want to give us some time. All right, we're back in two minutes.